This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good Sunday evening. Welcome into Alana Inquire After Dark on our live YouTube channel with you crazies that want to talk some Alana hoops. Uh, we neglected you after the Velpo game. Apologies. As Joey Wagner and I made our way late into the night into Iowa. But uh, Derek Piper is here with me tonight, and uh, we're recapping kind of two games in one here. Uh, I don't know if we have massive takeaways after two games against lower-level opponents, but let's dive into it, Derek, as Illinois gets their second win in three days. This one, an 88-60 win over Southern. I don't know if you call this a slow start, but it was a sloppy start. That is for sure. With Illinois, what, nine turnovers in the first 15 minutes. It was a four-point game at that point. And then Terrence Shannon just completely took over this game. Scores a game-high 24 points. Had, what, seven layups. Uh, Illinois just physically dominates as they should against an opponent like this. 50-17 to in the rebound battle. Points in the paint, 62-28. to Second chance points, 18-1. to Uh Terrence Shannon took over Derek, and then second half we got to see some other guys get involved. Got some extended playing time from the young guys, but I don't know if we talk about it enough. Like Illinois goes into most games with the best player on the floor. Terrence Shannon is just a, a, a dude. He's a beast, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, he's been awesome, and that's uh, 20, 20 point plus points in three straight games and his ability to get downhill. I mean, I was sitting next to Lauren Tate tonight, and we know how long Lauren's been around, and he's like – I have never seen an Illini attack the rim like he has. And I, he, I'll take his word for it. I, I don't remember one in our, in my lifetime, uh, especially, but I mean, you do get like, this is, this is crazy. I'm not just physically, there are shades of like the LeBron attacking the rim, right? Yeah. Like just, you can't stop it. He's so fast. He's so big. He's so athletic. And when he does it, I get why he doesn't want to pull up and, and do a jump stop and do a mid-range game there because he's just – he's so big, explosive, athletic. He, he's one of the – like, if, if they had a freaks list, list in college basketball, he would be one of the top guys. He should be, yeah. I mean, he was the top end-to-end speed guy at the NBA Combine. And for him to be as, as strong as he is, not to be a, a point guard, I mean, he's a, a well-built 6'6", 225, and he's got great ability to go – north and south he's got outstanding leaping ability obviously and when illinois was able to break that press it usually left southern pretty vulnerable on the back end and terrence was just going to town in the lane so uh yeah he's really impressive he's a treat to watch 
Uh, there are times where, especially when you're up 30 and he's climbing the ladder to, to dunk on some guy and he falls really hard, it's uh, that aggression and that explosiveness can lead to some hard falls. And he was almost fortunate that he fell on top of the defender instead of the floor uh, by itself. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to watch. And he's he's a load. And if he does add that, that mid-range jump shot, he'll be a true three-level scorer. I know he's worked on that. But uh, him going downhill, I, I – I wouldn't want to stand in there and take a charge, especially knowing that we're supposed to be calling a lot less of those. So it's just um, – he's a freight train, as people have said. Yeah, and, and the point is, like, he has no business being in college basketball right now, and, and he, he Illinois has him, right? Hey, kudos yeah. to NIL, kudos to the NBA, telling him he's maybe not a guaranteed 40, top 40 pick. Um, he could be playing in the NBA right now, maybe at deep on someone's bench or whatever, but Illinois has him, and, and he covers up. He erases a lot of issues that, that Illinois could have, and that's what great players do. So the fact that you have him, it's why I think this team has such a high floor. They defend really well. They did that again tonight. But uh, just that, that stretch the last six minutes, he had 15 points. In the last six minutes of the second half, that 17-0 run uh, just completely took over the game, had six layups during that stretch. Uh, at the rim, Derek, the Illini tonight, 27 field goals at the rim. Um, so if they can carry that over against better opponents, because they had struggled doing that earlier, 24 or 29 on layups, three or four at dunks, that'll do. That's a good conversion rate. Yeah, they didn't make those shots around the rim as well against Marquette and not against Valpo either. So uh, being able to, to finish at the basket, Dane Danger really got going early. I like the fact that you were able to feed him. And I mean, he had 10 points right off the bat and, uh, he's he's dunking on people down there uh, at times as well. So uh, I, he didn't really able to sustain that through the rest of the game. He only finished with twelve when he had he had your first ten. Ten uh, of the first had, twelve, yeah. Ten of the first twelve, yeah. Um, so that that was good to see. Illinois also, you know, they're cutting a little bit better at times. Uh, Quincy Garrier was coming off the wing and and found him. They're driving baseline a little bit more, and uh, there was a stretch kind of midway through the first half where. I think it was Terrence, you know, early, in the early portion of him taking over, drives to the basket and gets fouled. And uh, Brad was really – he was demonstrative tonight. You could tell he didn't want uh, too many lulls after a, a little bit of a dicey performance against Valpo. He's like, just just drive the ball. They're telling his, his bench, see, just drive the ball. And they did that a lot better tonight. They didn't have it really going from three. So, uh, I like that they showed that aggression to go downhill. Uh, obviously, Terrence leading that charge. Somehow they ended up getting 22 three-point attempts in this game. Uh, how, how did that happen? They had 16 in the second half. 0 for 6 in the first half, but I kind of liked that, Derek, because they were just attacking 27 again. 27 of their field goals, uh, of 36 field goals, were at the rim. Like I, I want to see that against this kind of opponent. Don't settle. The second half, you're up 30. You're just trying to get some buckets. Um, Luke Goody had 7 three-point attempts I believe six three-point attempts in the in the second half and and uh, made three of them uh, he continues to be a, a consistent shooter that they got to continue to get open touches for but these games are, we didn't learn a ton about Illinois um, at, at this point their defense I think is really good we saw that against Marquette we saw that against Kansas I think their defense is going to be really good but what we look for is you get reps. You get a bunch of meaningful minutes in a Division One basketball game for some guys that normally don't get it. And I thought the bright spot, but also the bad spot of this game was Nico Moretti really 
got minutes and made the most of them. Four points, three assists, really inserted himself into this game. And when Illinois was going on the run, Nico Moretti's leading the break, feeding Shannon, uh, getting to the rim and kicking it out to open people and getting some open shots. Uh, but then he has that foot injury, Brad Underwood said. No further update on that. So we don't know how serious it is. So uh, you got this glimpse of him, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to watch a whole second half of Nico Moretti running the point guard. And then it kind of went away. So just your thoughts on Nico tonight. That's a point guard. That's a point guard. He, he's the, the ball has life when he's in the game and he's able to distribute. You can see that his ability to, to see the floor and make quick decisions. And he just plays with a good pace about him. Uh, and is able to, to kind of be a connector as well. Like he hit one pass in the, in the press to Shannon uh, that was just a, a quick decision, quick left hand. And, all of a sudden, the defense is scrambling, and, and Shannon's able to to drive the the left wing and just go and finish. And, and that play was all opened up because there was no indecision by Nico. He's got the ball pretty much on a string. He did have a couple of turnovers right before he got hurt, but still, uh, really, really liked his minutes out there. He's shown some good confidence, his ability to get to the rim too. Uh, like he was able to have a pretty athletic finish on the on the left side using the right hand. And uh, I just think that that's how they they look when they've been a point guard their whole life in terms of the just the feel for the game and again just kind of the pace that they can play with and uh can he defend against some of the the more athletic teams the the better teams in your schedule i think that's a big question and and one of the reasons why he doesn't play against marquette he barely plays against kansas but uh from an offensive standpoint he's got a lot to him he's got a lot there in terms of offensive skill so it was it was great to see out there hopefully his his foot isn't too severe. He wasn't in the walking boot. Uh, and Brad said that he'll meet with the doc tomorrow to see what's the latest on Coleman and also Nico. But uh, he was definitely encouraging tonight. In 38 minutes this season, all against the lower-level opponents, okay? 12 points, 4 of 4 field goal, 4 of 6 free throw for Nico, 8 assists, 5 turnovers. So any line I think, they see that, Derek. They see what you see. Like That's a glimpse of what a point guard looks like, what this team sorely needs. He's doing it against lower-level opponents. I'm very concerned about if he can defend at, at the highest levels. So, for a lot of fans wanting to see more Nico Moretti, what do you think that path to a role is? Like, when do you think Underwood would pull that against a legitimate high-major opponent in the next month? I'm sure he's probably already thinking about it a little bit. Uh, it's got to be within his mind because the offense can bog down, and I think he gets frustrated – and I think fans see it as well, is that Illinois, during some of their times where stuff is tough offensively, Shannon is the only the guy that's, is the only guy that is consistently getting into the paint, that is mm-hmm. consistently forcing a defense to break down. So Nico, with his ability off the dribble, he can kind of he can get into those gaps, which force reactions by the defense. So that puts the defense into rotations, puts them into to decisions on the corners if they want to stay home or, or, or go down into help. And, uh, with Illinois, some of their problems is, yeah, if Terrence is the only guy getting into the into the teeth of the defense, there's some predictability there, and it doesn't put um, some, t- some tough choices and some rotation in, in, into the defense. So uh, I think he's probably thinking about it. I'm sure the play that Nico had prior to the injury tonight only advanced that. I mean, Nico was the first guy off the bench for a reason tonight. I think that uh, is certainly uh, telling a little bit. Now, yes, Southern, not a, not a very good team. Uh, a team defensively, really the only thing they do well is turn you over. Other than that, they, they can obviously lead to a, a layup line at times, and, and they don't defend all that great. So uh, Nico would have to do that against better competition. We have heard, uh, of course, you, you always want to see it in, in games, but that he's 
He's looked pretty good in practice as well. So uh, I think in spurts, the Nico Moretti experience has been setting up for some games that matter. We'll see, again, what this, this injury looks like. And, yes, it, w- it will be up to uh, him holding his own at the defensive end too because, I, like you, you know, it started really just watching him in Spain. They attacked him, and uh, he's a guy that's slender and, and not the most athletic, and, and you can go at him a little bit. So, uh, But I do think this offense could really use someone like that. All right, so Dane Danger gained some confidence this weekend, uh, making two free throws today. Took him ten free throws to make his first one, Derek, but he made two today. It looked like he like rested on his right hip, went up straight, like wasn't moving the ball around. Like he had his, I saw him the other night. It was on his left side. Like he was all screwed up, but tonight it looked better. If he can make fifty percent of them, uh, that that's huge for Illinois. Uh, but he got some confidence this weekend with twenty eight points in two games. Only missed, I think, three or four shots during that time. But it also allowed Imani Hansberry a, a little bit of playing time. And Imani uh, tonight, eight points, five rebounds, or seven rebounds, excuse me, uh, and three assists in this game. Now, a lot of that's late, whatever. But whenever he gets on the court, man, he's around the rim. He's getting some buckets. He's getting rebounds. What have you made of Imani Hansberry so far? Real quick note on Dane. You know, they give out nuggets for when the other team misses two. How about a Big Mac if Dane makes two at the line? Oh, Can we I do like that? It. Can we get right. that done? Can we get an uh, NIL deal with that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Just uh, encourage him a little bit. But he's got to make them. He's got to make he's, both of them uh, and make it. <laughs> as of right now, you wouldn't be giving out any Big Macs. So, um, yeah, uh, got to see more of those go in. But uh, Amani's, you know, I'm how big of a fan of Amani I, I am. And obviously Brad is too. And uh, he's just so active. I think we probably don't talk enough about his his defense i think his defense has been really good uh, of late uh, or, or within this regular season just his ability to, to be active and he can cover a good amount of ground as a big man uh, obviously he's going to battle on the glass and he's going to be fighting for position and fighting to be uh in the ability to, to get that rebound and uh if he, offensive glass to put it back up there are times where offensively you know i, I think right now and before he really kind of has that body transformation before he gets a lot stronger. He can struggle to finish against size. He doesn't get off the ground a whole lot. Uh, but I, I do like what I see from him. I mean, he just – he sta- he stuffs the stat sheet. I mean, that's something that he does uh, when he's able to be out there and uh, corral those rebounds, get those those putbacks or those finishes around the basket. And, and tonight he did finish uh, at the rim pretty well. So uh, I'm, I'm liking what he's done. Uh, he told us tonight that, you know, he knows that with Coleman out, he's got to step up and, and they've – the coaching staff has voiced that, hey, it's important for him to do that. So uh, I know that, you know, in the current portal era, uh, you always wonder if a freshman doesn't play well enough. There are people that hope that Amani doesn't play well enough, so he's in the portal this offseason. Uh, oh, really? Oh, I, I could think yeah. of a team. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm just, I was just throwing that out there kind of <laughs> just hypothetically. But I, I think that um, – Stay away, yeah. Shrewsbury. Yeah, and- right. Um He's he's doing well, and uh, I think that Illinois is happy with his progress. And yeah, I, I think that he's a guy that, and he even has three assists tonight. So he he's someone that has some offensive skill to him. Obviously, has the grit and motor to him that you like. And I think he's only going to continue to get better. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn gets extended minutes. Some good five points. Had a great defensive play. That had Tim Anderson pumping his fist. Had a block on it. Uh, but three turnovers in this one. Uh, I think we expect some ups and downs for Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. But four games in, what have you seen? I mean, obviously, really good game against Eastern Illinois. What have you seen since then, Derek? Hasn't been able to get the shot going. There have been times where he takes a couple, which this is not a surprise. I would have thought 
this would be the case going in. And it's going to probably err on the side of aggression and take some shots uh, as far as the pull-up variety that you're like, okay, if it, if it makes it, you're, you live with it. If he doesn't, you know, it's kind of just him being aggressive. Uh, I want to see him go to the rim a little bit more. Uh, I saw that. Uh, was that the Valpo game or maybe it was the game before, or maybe it was the Oakland game? One of, one of those, he was able to get downhill and uh, show a little bit more of, of that emphasis to to not have his – his field goal attempts just all be jump shot related because he's he's such a good athlete. Uh, I'd like to see him get to the basket a little bit more uh, than just you know relying on the three. Um, I've said it, you know, I said it during the off season. He's been a streaky shooter through his career. Now again, like freshmen usually go through that, even if they are really good shooters. So uh, I'm not saying he's going to be you know whatever percentage he's sitting at right now uh, throughout the, the course of his career. But uh, I think it's a situation where you know he's going to have some ups and downs offensively. Um, I, I think you can curb some of that in terms of the the roller coaster. If you go to the rim a little bit more, I, I think that he can kind of, you know, I mean, he's he's a better athlete than Jaden Epps is. Is he yeah. as strong as Epps? No, but we we saw how Epps is able to. You know, there was a stretch where he was a, a double figure scorer through the Big Ten for a good stretch of time because he went downhill and was able to get to the rim. I, I think Drake can find some some consistency with that if he if he buys into it. Um, and then uh, defensively, he's still learning, but. All in all, I, I think it's it's just a, a collection of good and bad with him. But obviously, the upside is there, and I, I think he'll have his fair share of moments as he continues to progress. Appreciate everyone on our live YouTube channel right now. Give us a like on the on the video if you could, and if you have any questions, we will get to those here coming up. We always appreciate the super chats as well. We'll get to some of the concerns, talk about some of the veterans, and then talk about a really a time where Illinois can really work on itself, Derek. But first, uh, let's hear from one of our great sponsors. We've heard us talk about Homefield Apparel since the start of the season. There are a lot of collegiate apparel brands out there, but we wanted to partner with Homefield because their designs are the best out there. Some of Illini Enquirer's favorites are the Basketball Ringer Tee, the Rose Tee, and the 1980s Long Sleeve with the script Illini. It's great. Be sure to check out homefieldapparel.com, filter by Illinois, and see what we're talking about. And our listeners get an exclusive deal using code Illini23. Using that code Illini23 gets you 15% off your first order. We all know you're wearing Illini gear, so if you're in need of a refresh, we really think that you should check out Homefield Apparel, which has the best designs, and these shirts, guys, are really comfortable. Their designs are super unique, and a lot of thought goes into each concept. There's really nothing else on the market like what Homefield is doing. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com and use code Illini23 for 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. All right, Derek, obviously the, the big concern out of this game is 21 turnovers. What the heck was that? Just sloppiness. Yeah, I don't want to excuse Illinois. I think they were just very sloppy and um, the fact of 
just having guys make some bad decisions and, and be loose with the ball. But I mean, that's what Southern does. They, yeah. they, that's their MO on defense. They turned Arizona over 23 times. They turned TCU over 16 times. So they've done that to some other teams out there that are thought to be uh, pretty good. But at the same time, I mean, that's, that's something that Illinois knew coming in is that they were going to be aggressive like that. They were going to press you like that. And there were some times where they just, they were, they, like I said, they were loose with it. They, they threw it into some passing lanes where Southern's trying to be active, trying to cheat and, and, and be active with their hands to get those, those run outs. So um, they got to clean that up you know, on the whole. It's, it's, it's been, uh, they've had stretches where turnovers are costly. Like it was against Marquette, obviously down the stretch of the second half, they had 15 in that game. Um, yeah, I think you, you chalk some of it up. To that's what Southern does, but also Illinois has got to be better with it. Marcus Damas did not have a great weekend here. Um, he had a great game against Marquette. 18 points, six rebounds, uh, and that one was huge for Illinois. This weekend in two games, he was 3 of 12, 1 of 5 from 3. Uh, I'm not like going to be overly concerned. I think he's a really good player. Brad Underwood obviously was not concerned after night. But through five games, Derek, 35% from the field, 8.2 points, does have five boards. I think he's been actually a little bit better defensively than I thought he would be so far. Um, but anything about him and Justin Harmon, I know he had nine points. The last couple of games he's got some really late garbage time points here and rebounds to help his stats. But what do you make of, of those two's role so far? Yeah, Marcus was obviously great against Marquette, but – this weekend didn't really have it and early against Valpo was especially rough. I mean, he took some bad shots, turnovers, uh, wasn't going to the off, wasn't going to the defensive glass, which gave up some offensive rebounds for Valpo. Uh, so I think that he's just kind of been in a little bit of a scoring run. I think there are times where he's maybe even a little too hesitant offensively uh, where I know Mike uh, Latulip, our guy has been mentioning, he picks up his dribble a little bit, you know, too, too maybe too early off the ball screen. Uh, I, I don't know that he's going to beat a lot of guys off the dribble. There's, there's one move that I know that Marcus is really, really good at. It's He did that later in the game. He, he sees a matchup against a smaller guy, backs him down, turnaround jumper in the lane. That's a beautiful move, and it, it seems so easy and natural to him. More of those opportunities. Maybe you mid-post him a little bit more within a set. Uh, maybe he's got to see that uh, if he finds it on the wing of a, a – matchup he likes where he just goes and, and dribbles into a post-up or, or throws it to a guy and says, hey, come back to me. I'm, I'm posting this dude up. So uh, I'm not overly concerned uh, with his scoring. I think that's something that uh, he's going to do just fine with it. It's just something that, you know, maybe he didn't he, – he obviously didn't play his best. Valpo, for whatever reason, Illinois wasn't locked in early, and he, yeah. he was he was sloppy uh, against Valpo early. Um, defensively, I, I do agree with you. I think I, there's guys that, are, that can beat him off the bounce. Uh, he's he's – He's going to have some matchups for guys who are more athletic than him. Uh, Kolick was a little maybe too uh, shifty uh, for him and, and obviously pretty much everybody on Illinois' team uh, going off the dribble. But uh, on the note of Harmon, yeah, I, there have been some ugly stretches offensively and, and just some, you know, he airballs a, a corner three and then he gets it back and then he, he turns it over. Um, so there there have been some like, oh, man, he's – He's been unimpressive. He's he's not been what you wanted. There have been some moments of that, but uh, he still is is making some little plays here and there. Yeah. And uh, nine points tonight. He, he rebounded. He rebounded literally, and then also uh, just kind of overall a little bit better in the second half. But uh, I I think that he's someone that I look to uh, to go off the bounce a little bit more. I think he's someone with his physical strength, and as Illinois needs more guys to be willing to 
attack a defense and, and go to a gap. I think that's something that he can do. And then d- defensively, it, it's stuff that doesn't really probably show up a lot on paper. I do feel like he gives pretty good energy yeah, defensively no and, and trying to fight for loose balls. So I'll give him that for sure. But um, for a guy that, you know, put up 16 a game last year and scored the way he did in the NIT, I think I think that there's more to him offensively. He's just been maybe lacking some some confidence, assertiveness, just maybe still trying to figure out his role. But uh, I think after what he did against Kansas, the early portion of the regular season has been a little disappointing. Yeah, I think I think the the fact that he wants to play a role, I think, is is a good thing. I think it's self aware that hey, I'm not the guy anymore. But at times, you'd like him to pick and choose that I can be the guy on this play. Um, so hopefully, he gets a little bit of confidence from some of these these late game situations. Quince Garrier, nice game, uh, ten points. Six rebounds, really got going to the rim, a couple impressive dunks. But Brad Underwood said after the game, he's got that wrist injury, suffered in practice uh, before the Kansas scrimmage, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's made one of 12, I think, from three or one of 14. I think from it's 16. Three. 16 now? Okay. Yeah, not too good. Um, <laughs> hopefully that bounces back. I mean, this team's a little banged up here, Derek, with Quincy, yeah. with Coleman, day-to-day. Um, they could really use this – Next stretch, which is one game, Western Illinois, in 12 days before we really get to know this team when they go to Rutgers. They play FAU. I understand they lost the other day, but pretty good team still. Play them at uh, the Jimmy V Classic in Madison Square Garden, and then you head to Tennessee. Uh, so what do you make of this 12-day stretch? What's important for Illinois uh, to, to get right during a lot of practice time? That I'm, I'm sure Brad Underwood is excited about. He's got to be fired up about that. Uh, I, I think he's going to want to be excited after the, the doctor meeting. You know, when he meets with Paul Schmidt tomorrow and sees how everybody's doing. Even uh, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn left off the court late, uh, needs some help from Imani Hansberry to get off the floor after one of his finishes. But, yeah, they are banged up. And uh, Gary A is a guy that shoots, what, 34% from three last year. And, and with the, the wrists that uh, Brad's mentioned has, has been bothering him, you need that. Uh, to to get sorted out or, or be something that he's able to just be able to make up for, whether it's taking less threes or, or just playing through it to us to get comfortable with it. But uh, Coleman's status is obviously very important. I'll be interested to see what their choice is regarding that Friday game. We, me and you were talking about it a little yeah. bit on Friday. It's like it'd be great to get him. You know, you could pretty much give him two weeks off. Uh, you know, not that he's not going to practice leading up to uh, Rutgers, assuming he'd be back by then, but. Uh, you could give him two weeks off from games and really try to get that knee in, in a good spot. Or I'd personally like to get him some game reps before you play Rutgers because Coleman had been that that dicey uh, a little bit early. So I think that's something that'll be interesting. But uh, beyond health, yeah, I think that uh, just kind of it, it goes back to what we've talked about offensively, just continuing to try to diversify what you can do within the half court, you know, maybe put in uh, some, some more sets, uh, try to get to a situation where you, you have more of an understanding. I mean, there's there's now f- four and going to be five games of film after Friday to where you can really go back and say, all right, uh, you know, the, the ball's here. This is a situation where we can cut from here. You know, this is the extra pass that guys miss. So it's, it's really, you know, while you're going to get out on the court and do a lot of stuff, I, I think the film room can be really important now that you got – a good chunk of games uh, of a sample size and guys can really start to to get a feel of of, of what's out there and, and this is still a group that you know on the whole hasn't played a, a ton together so 
building that on the practice court is, is definitely going to be important. I know Brad's emphasized rebounding a lot, and he said that you know they they went into this weekend with that as a a huge point of emphasis. Uh, we'll see if they can assert themselves on the glass against a, a team like Rutgers, against a team like Tennessee, who's really really physical and 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 uh, great defensively. And and again, kind of on that note, it's it's being able to execute uh, offensively, and I think even situationally, I think. T- coaches like when they get that much time hey let's work on our late game offense mm-hmm. Who, you know what do we want to go to what what plays do we want what groups do we want and uh there's a lot to to be sorted out in that amount of time to have a lot of practice time and as you mentioned uh, as much as you know, was it last year we were probably out in vegas right now mm-hmm. uh, this is a stadium was it stadium swim the the day before oh, yeah. brett barons yeah, yeah, reminded yeah. me of that he goes hey a year ago today <laughs> stadium swim He's like, one of the greatest days of my life. And I was like, yeah, especially if uh, we got to watch the Michigan-Illinois game that day. If yeah. Illinois would have won that game, that would have been even crazier. But uh, would have been. That, that was a good day. We, got, we knew a lot more about that team at this point, or at least we thought we did uh, after those two games. <laughs> Didn't end up translating. But I, I do think this is a – it's a sample size, four games against lower-level opponents, one against Marquette where I think you showed – yourself to be competitive just got to execute offensively it's obviously the concern about this team Kansas we can include in that sample size but I'm at Kempom right now and Derek I'm looking at the dark green numbers and the the red numbers right that's kind of what tells you where is this team good with the green where are they bad with the the red not surprisingly they're eighth in the country in effective uh, field goal percentage defense uh, they are sixth in the country in two-point percentage defense. They are 20th in the country in three-point attempt ratio. Uh, so they do not allow a lot of threes, and they hold opponents to a, a very uh, small percentage of two-point makes. The bad, um, they are 338th in the country in free throw percentage at 58.8%. Oh. And then they're 249th, uh, 249th in three-point field goal percentage at 29.8 they're 29th in two point percentage so when they get to the rim they're pretty good at that again lower level opponents but those are some of the uh early numbers on this illinois team the other thing i found really interesting is terrence shannon's averaging 19.6 points per game no other line is averaging more than 10 but no other scholarship line is averaging fewer than four mm. so just an interesting little stat so far yeah i feel like you need that as time goes on, you'd really like to have an established number two. And who is that? Have... Who is who are you betting on right now to be second on the team in scoring? That's a fascinating question on this. That's team. a good question. Can I give my hot I... take? Sure. Goody. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm concerned about the minutes, but I think he'll play more minutes in danger. Um, Domas probably is going to be the yeah. guy, but. I just think Brad's going to run a lot of stuff for Goody. Like, they got to get him open looks. A lot of their sets, a lot of their out-of-bounds plays, I think are going to be for that guy. Yeah, and, and Brad mentioned tonight that wanting to get Goody more shots and, and find more ways to to get him open. And there was a lot of talk in the summer of, hey, let's let's have him run off screens. Let's let's run certain things to, to get him those looks. And that might be something that you dive into as well with a, a good amount of practice time. And, hey, I mean, he's made – 11 threes of the last three games. I remember it's 14 of 30 this year so far. Yeah. Yeah. The the sample size is growing now for him and and he's established himself as a knockdown shooter. I I know at times as a recruit uh, before he was even committed to Illinois and just kind of as a prospect, there were some 
talks of, hey, is he really a knockdown shooter? Is he really that that guy from three? And he is, he's become that, at least so far throughout his career. Um, you know, that's probably a reason why he didn't get some of the offers that, you know, the in-state Big Ten schools and some of those others. But uh, Illinois saw him into that, and he's been that so far. So Listen, uh, I'll it, go. It, it's, pro- it's probably Dane or Domask, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if Coleman's in there. Like, is he, are you considering him? You going uh, Coleman still? I'm I'm gonna go with the mask. Okay, I think the mask is is my pick. Um, That's a smart pick. Coleman with the minutes, I just don't trust the 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 consistency is not there. The confidence isn't there right now. I don't feel like three point shooting is is. I mean, he's taking I don't know what the ratio is, but the threes are probably the, the most common thing that he takes, and he's not shooting them all that well. So, Goody's um, not a terrible pick. That could be interesting. I, I, I'm starting to form. I I have not gone full. But I am forming the take. Uh, I, I started thinking about this on the way to Iowa, and after seeing this tonight, another slow start, Derek. A team needing offense. I'm starting to get on the start Luke Goody and Marcus Demas together train. Mm. Get get some more shooting. Quincy off the bench, I think, is is fine. He'll still play his 20, 25 minutes. But uh, I'm starting to get on that train because I, I just know what he's going to bring off the bat right away. And listen, I know Illinois only trailed for like. 30 seconds in this game so I don't know if you can technically call a slow start it was a slow start against Southern like the fact that it was 28-24 24-21 that was not a, a, a fun start for Illinois again and uh, somebody asked in the chat like how, what do you need to do to get Terrence Shannon going I think they wanted to get Dane going and that was fine it's more defensively and, and turnovers for me early in this mm-hmm. one you know this was the first time since the Minnesota game at home late last year it had been 10 straight games Illinois through the first five minutes were losing to somebody between the late last season wow. and early this season. This is the first time in 11 games that Illinois had led after the first five minutes. So I, I dug up that stuff. <laughs> what article. a stat. Um, so that, that kind of speaks to the slow starts. Um, but yeah, I still agree with you. Uh, defensively, they, they've let some, some guys get going off the dribble. Um, they got to be able to cut that off. And, and yes, uh, with the, the drop coverage that they play to stay home defense in the perimeter, uh, they allow some driving lanes and, and tr- try to make it to where they stop you from getting to the rim and they kind of make you score in that mid-range area. But um, there there have been some some guys that have gotten to the basket on, on them. I think that's maybe the one thing that you'd look at with the the Goody Damask lineup is that if you're playing a a pretty athletic team yeah. or a, and look not every team like Marquette is is one of them that has probably five guys that can take you off the bounce. And yeah, and I'd every... probably only start Goody with Coleman, to be honest with you. Like, that's a yeah. really unathletic lineup with Danger, Goody, right. and uh, Domask. So. Yeah, but I, I get it. I mean, the three-point shooting for sure. Um, one of those things within the, the slow starts against Oakland, EIU, and Valpo was that first five minutes of those games combined, you were one for 11 from three. So mm-hmm. uh, having Luke out there as a shooter – uh, I do feel like that Luke and Damask have played off each other well. Like the, they definitely have a chemistry of of being able to find each other from three and, and everything. So I, I get that. If it continues to be an issue against the better teams, I I'd be fine with that. Just formulating, not 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 dead set on it, but I'm starting starting to think <laughs> about it, just a little bit. Um, all right, anything else you want to hit on, Derek? Um, I, I don't have any big thoughts on Western Illinois going into this one, but any random thoughts you got left before you get out of here? 
Uh, no, uh, Western wins in overtime against Southern. So uh, I admittedly haven't really dove in on, on what that team looks like. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer with Nico in the foot. I would say one thing that I'm I was thinking about asking Brad tonight that I didn't. I want to get the the Nico update on Wednesday when we talk to him. If there's a situation where it's like, hey, Nico's going to be out for a little while, I want to ask him if he if he's going to go to Sincere Harris and say, would you mm. reconsider, you know, pulling the red shirt? Because I, I think that as some of these injuries have formulated, obviously, you know, Coleman's not really going to affect what that those minutes would, would look like probably. And I'm, I think Coleman will be back at least by the Rutgers game. Um, but with, with Justin Harmon struggling a little bit, and, and if, if Nico's going to be out, uh, not that Sincere would give you point guard minutes, but maybe it's a situation where you're like, hey, what do you think now? I don't know. I, I don't know that that's probably even on the table, but um, it's something that crossed my mind with Moretti going sure. off and going to the locker room and then coming out in a walking boot. Oh. I, I, people have asked me, would he reconsider already? So I think it's worth asking the, the head coach. Uh, before we leave, Missouri, the latest to fall to what I would call a low major. Uh, they fall to Jackson State tonight, 73-72. to 72. Um, we've seen Florida Atlantic let yesterday lose to Bryant 61 to 52. That's a team that made the final four last year, right? And returned yeah. to everybody. Yep. Um, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things like Tennessee's before Illinois plays them. They got Syracuse, North Carolina, George Mason. So they're, they're going to be further, further tested. Northwestern loses to Mississippi state. That's a good team. Mississippi state, um, Michigan State obviously had lost to James Madison earlier in the year. Maryland is now one in three uh, with losses to Davidson and UAB in there. Um, so Illinois, the fact that they haven't dropped one of those games, they're, they're better than a lot of these Big Ten teams. This has been an awful non-conference for the Big Ten, by the way. It's been really bad. And yeah. Indiana gets hammered today by That's UConn, right. and they were one of those that lucky to not take one against Army or uh, against Pat Chambers, Florida Gulf Coast team. So um, there's some ugliness out there. Michigan to Long Beach State. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, Big Ten's not looking good. They deserve the criticism that they're getting. Um, uh, beyond that, yeah, uh, very interested to see what Tennessee looks like this week being in the Maui. So they open up with Syracuse, but then right. down that road, you know that Marquette's out there, Purdue's out there, uh, Kansas is out there. They could have some really big time tests and so far Tennessee you know I think they're the best team they played is Wisconsin I, I actually didn't get a chance to go back and watch that game I know Dalton Connects put up really good numbers and uh, on the whole just looks like a a really really good team knowing how they defend and uh, Connect provides that a nice offensive spark that they maybe didn't have as much of last year in terms of shooting in particular but also he can make plays off the bounce so um, I know you you brought up the thought you know how many great teams are there in college basketball that's that's a, a question to ponder. I think Marquette's pretty good. I think there's there's a number to, to think T about. Tennessee's um, really good. Like, Tennessee's very good. Um, Purdue so far looks pretty good. Arizona uh, looks good. Like yeah, there, there's obviously Houston, some good teams, yeah. but there's there's not a lot of ones that are just like yeah, definitely going to win that game tonight. Um, yeah, and, and, and it probably talks a lot, Derek, about the low majors, mid majors. The transfer portal helps them too. I, I really do think it, it helps them and it's even some things out and just the the unknown of all these high majors too with so many new guys 
teams being turned over so much, I I think that might have something to do with it. Um, I mean, upsets happen every year, but it, I don't have the numbers if it's more this year, but it certainly feels like we're seeing more of these, especially low majors, like Ken Palm 200 to 350, mm-hmm. really giving teams a run and, and winning some of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there probably is something to be said for that, uh, especially, yeah, the high majors recycling and, and losing some – some freshmen that they wanted to then insert the next year and, and have a bigger role or, or bringing in transfers and not necessarily being as cohesive as maybe they would be. Of course, it does allow you to reload better with talent and just, and to get old and, and whatnot. But yeah. uh, I think kind of the grand takeaway for me is the Big Ten's pretty soft. Like it's bad. the the middle's not good. I don't beyond the top. I feel good about my Purdue pick to win the league. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Purdue to win the league. Maryland's look. Really, they've been brutal offensively. I was talking yesterday, or I think it was uh, right before Michigan lost. We were talking, it was like, is Michigan the, the second-best team in the Big Ten? And then they lost to Long Beach State. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out once we get to Big Ten play. I think it's going to be a lot of 7-12 to 12 win teams again, Derek, yeah. and, and very little separating them. And, and do not do not lose bragging rights. Missouri was down 20 at Minnesota with like 12 minutes left. Can Brad Minnesota. treat this like it's the final four for one time <laughs> instead of just being another game? Like, there, there's be, one yeah. thing John Gross did really well was win bragging rights and make a big deal out of bragging rights. Yeah. They have a great big trophy that's like the the size of Nico Moretti um, that you could take home if you win it, but uh, that does not appear to be a very good team. They lose Kobe Brown, Moy Hodge. And they should not have beaten Minnesota. Minnesota just epically yeah. melted in that one. And then to lose to an 0-5 Jackson State is not good. Uh, shout out to Richard. $20 super chat. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate all the support. Uh, why are we taking Danger out with 12 points in 18 minutes? Uh, Danger was going to be my lead at the beginning of this game, Derek. And then, yeah, they, they barely played uh, the rest of the way. I mean, they didn't need him. Um, and, and they were kind of clearing up the, the lane a little bit. But, what did you make of uh, Danger not logging his main minutes? I mean, Quincy and Terrence were playing with five minutes left in this one. That's a good question. I don't know. I think they wanted to get Amani a good amount of minutes, so I think that was part of it. You're probably not going to play those guys together. That makes a lot and, of sense. And I think, yeah, I just think in the second half you let let Amani go. But uh, it did seem like early is like, Dane can go 20, 25. I mean, he, he wasn't going to be stopped on the block. I also think the game changed a little bit when uh, Jackson State was pressing. So that really put it in a situation – kind of the the, the balance or, or whatever you want to call it was it's Illinois is either going to turn it over or they're going to get through the press and, like, pretty much have a layup or have a, mm-hmm. an attack on the rim because they're sitting back there with one guy in the lane. There wasn't a whole lot of half-court offense once Jackson State really decided they were going to trap and, and do all this kind of stuff. So uh, I think there's some of that, but my best answer is I, I think Brad wanted to get Imani a lot of minutes, and obviously he was able to – to be pretty darn productive tonight. Yeah, you, I think you hit it on the head. Danger played seven minutes in the second half. Amani played 13. It was a yeah. perfect time to get Amani all those minutes. I think everyone should be excited about those minutes because in the second half he had six points, five rebounds, three assists, zero turnovers, and a steal. He's really good. He's going to be good. Like what, As we leave here, Derek, like what, what – we were kind of chatting in our group. Like we were talking with Trevor Valise and – and Isaac Trotter about like, what's his? Comp? I don't know. I don't have a perfect comp for him. Like, there's not a lot of players like him. He's kind of a below the rim, yet quick, yet skilled, yet tough. Like, and I think he'll get way stronger with Fletch here coming up. He's just a really interesting player. I, I, 
I think Illinois should feel pretty dang good about having Amani Hansberry and Marez Johnson in his front court. No, I love it. Yeah, player comp is interesting. I, I don't know. Um, I know that Illinois talked about it when they were recruiting him, that he's kind of got like a an old man Al Horford to him. Um, yeah. You know, he's not as athletic as Al. I mean, Al was a, a guy that – Al was a little you know, bigger a, too, yeah. High, yeah, a little taller, um, high first-round draft pick ultimately. But uh, like the, the Al Horford that has been playing for the Celtics and has made the late 30s uh, is kind of similar to him. I just, a random name just came across my mind. Remember Dewan Blair? Yeah, of course. Pitt, right? Yeah. Like he was six seven. He was way I he was way bigger, I guess. Uh that's probably probably not perfect. But like I don't know, just kind of this long but a below the rim kind of guy. I don't yeah. know, his name came across my mind there real quick. And he he's got more skill than he's been able to show early on. Like he's a guy that obviously can pass. Um the ball hell- handling is something he does a little bit better than he's been able to really put on display yet. So I, I like him. I'm obviously, uh, liked him a lot as a recruit. I think as you pack on some some more strength to him, um, and and if if Fletch could add a little bit more vertical to him, I, that would be awesome. I don't know if, how feasible that is, but I do think with the strength that'll make up for some of right now, which allows him to to get knocked off his spot maybe a little bit. But true size will will challenge him to to score a little bit this year, um, but. Zach Randolph, Dan says. Zach Randolph. He's not Zach Randolph, Randolph's Randolph. thick. Yeah. yeah. Like Amani Amani's kind of lanky, right? Like he's kind of lanky. He's he's got like he's kind of got Dane's quickness laterally. He's not as big as Dane. Like Dane's probably had a hundred pounds on him as a high school prospect. But just kind of that kind of skill set to him. But I do think he's gonna be able to stretch his game out. Like I do think he's as you were saying, Derek, I think I think there's a three point jumper there eventually. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think so. Um, I like the fact that he's made one already this season. And uh, mid-range, I know that he hit really well on the AAU circuit too. So um, I think that he's just someone that's got that 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 pit bull mentality that's going to play super physical and scrappy. Um, I think he's a, I mean, I think he's a great team guy. I think he's going to be a really good leader as time goes on because he's someone that's not afraid to be vocal. And just uh, I like his mindset and his, his maturity. Um, Jared Solinger light. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the guy. I mean, he was a five-star stud. Like, so he was, I don't want to set those, but six, nine two fifty by the time he was in the NBA. Like he could be a stronger, just stronger Leron black. I don't, I don't know, but he's probably got more skill than Leron. I think he's, bi- so, he's bigger too. Yeah. Around they listed at six, seven. That guy was like, six, yeah, five. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good player though. That's not bad. He's, he's Laurent kind of had the mid range. He, he's better at the. He was, Damani's better at the rim. Better presence yeah, at the rim. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> See, this is why it's difficult with him. He's just kind of an interesting guy. Anyway, Derek Piper, thank you, man. Appreciate everybody on the uh, live YouTube channel. Appreciate you guys. Hit the like on the way out, Richard. Thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you're listening on the pod, as always, review us, rate us. Follow us on the pod wherever you get us. We've got plenty of content coming up. Derek's going to have player grades. Uh, we'll have more on hoops as the week, uh, week goes along. And, of course, a huge game for Illinois football coming up against Northwestern. So, everybody, have a great night. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Choir Podcast. Bye, everybody.
from the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!